Thanks for joining with us today on our Potter's Hope podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and gives you strength to live out the life that God has for you. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Luke chapter 13. I'm so thankful uh, for this word. Luke chapter 13, and verse 22. This is actually, uh, if you will, the retelling of the physician Luke of what Matthew records as part of the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 through 7. Three or four points I believe that the Lord has laid on my heart, and this is a message to bring you to a point of truth within yourself. I, I feel that, and it's much, uh, I think, a timely message as according to the day that we are living in. Paul speaks to Timothy and says, perilous times will come. Dangerous times will come, and I believe that many of you have seen the recent things that have happened, and Maybe your eyes have been glued to the internet or to the television, and I think that you're looking and you probably say, what in the world is going on? Well, I need to tell you that there's going to be a lot that goes on in the world, but what's going on in the kingdom is secure and true, and that's the reason this very thing that we've been talking about for several years, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Being clothed, being all those things that it lists in Matthew chapter 6. But the title of the message today would simply be the path to destruction. The path to destruction. I think that it will have both a personal connotation and also a national connotation. Let's start at verse 22. Luke chapter 13, the word of God says, and he went through the cities and the villages teaching and journeying, journeying toward Jerusalem. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and is shut, shut to the door and you begin to stand without and to knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. He shall answer and say unto you, I know you not. I know you not whence you are. He said, then you'll begin to say, we have eaten and drunk in thy presence and We've even taught in our streets. But he'll say unto you, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. Now that's really ringing a bell to you because of Matthew chapter 7. He said, then shall there be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and 
you yourself thrust out. They're going to come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. And they're going to sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, those that are last will be first. And there are the first which shall be last. The Word of God says, The same day came certain of the Pharisees, saying unto him, Get out, depart from here, for Herod will kill you. Now these are the Pharisees telling him to look out. Herod's going to kill you. And he said unto them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out devils, and I do cures today. I'm not just going to do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And the third day, I shall be perfected. By the way, you go ahead and tell Herod, I'm going to do what I was called to do. Nobody going to stop me. And he says this. Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. Look at verse 34. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem. This is out of Matthew 23 here. And he says, which kills the prophets and stones them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered you or gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. And you would not. Behold, I leave unto your house desolate or empty. And verily, verily, I say unto you, you shall not see me until that time come that when you shall say, Blessed is he that, blessed is he that comes in the name of of the Lord. Pray with me. God, your word is so holy and so pure and so true. And I pray today, God, that you would just anoint these lips of clay as I stand, God, behind your pulpit, not mine, but yours. Help me proclaim, God, your gospel. Father, today, let everyone that has an ear, let them hear. God, let us listen to your word as You once again sound the trumpet to awake out of our slumber. For the coming of the Lord is drawing nigh. So Lord, today just quicken hearts and do what you do. We're going to believe you and we're going to trust you for it. Trusting you, God. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, do you even know where you're going? First point that I want to make, and Eric, if you'll bring up that first slide, it's simply this. Today I I put before you life and death. I put before you today life and destruction. I put before you today that there is no life outside of Christ. You'll live, but there's no life outside of Christ. We begin to see that, and we can see as Luke is retelling here, as he's telling that, he's saying, the question is this, Lord, are there many? Will there be any that will be saved? And he's saying, the way is straight. And that word that he uses, he says, strive to enter in at the straight gate. And the word strive is one that means to contend. It's one that means to push. It, it's one that, that we have to take into consideration that it's not a lackadaisical Attitude, it's something to strive, is the word that that simply means this, to fight, to labor, to fervently battle. This is a time that we have to see this because there will be many that will today be tested of their faith. And we think, well, today we're being tested of our faith when we don't even understand that in many other nations, the underground church in China, 
Different places all around the world have been tested, not just tested, but tried for the faith. And many of them beheaded here knowing this, is that it's one thing to lose your head, but it's another thing to lose your heart. And I want to encourage you today, strive, fight. Don't give up on the cause and on the call of what you've been called to do. It is us. We are the light of this glorious gospel that needs to be preached and lived out, not just preached behind pulpits, but lived out in the life of everyday America that when you see darkness, somebody's got to shine, and you've got to shine bright. There is a world that is lost, a world that doesn't know Him, a world that maybe a week ago and people a week ago that were living in the world. But can I tell you, let's show people there's a way out if they'll just give Him a way in. You and I both are like, my goodness, is this my America? The problem is that we've got it wrong. We've called it our America instead of His America. Instead of being the United States of America, it's become the divided hates of America. We're on the path of destruction. Why? Because what? We've forgotten church? No, we have forgotten God. Brother Wayne, if it's okay with you, I'll take three points in a poem and a prayer. America is on the path to destruction. And what we need to do today is simply this, is pray the people that is trying to steer this country off the steering wheel and let the captain of our salvation come back to the helm of this nation and bring a revival like we've never seen before. Somebody said, I said this the other day, and I said many of us are experiencing revival it's somebody that is very dear to me. They said, well, why can't I experience revival? Why am I not experiencing it? And my answer to you is that you are. You're on the broken side of this. Can I tell you something? Revival is not all about you hop, you dance, you shout, you carrying on. Can I tell you? Revival, every time that I have been or seen God move in a mighty way, it came through brokenness. It came through people breaking before God. And when you get into the holy presence of God, you'll say, I'm such a mess. You'll just be like Isaiah and say, oh my goodness. Isaiah had been preaching one through five of Isaiah. But in six, when he saw the Lord and he saw him high and lifted up, things begin to change. He said, I am a man of unclean lips. I thought I was preaching about you before. But now that I've seen you, I am undone. When you see the Lord, in the year the king Uzziah died, the problem today is that you want two kings. Anything with two heads is a monster. You can't have two kings. It can't be you and him. It has to be him only. The path. Strive, fight. Well, Brother Wayne, you really don't believe that you you really don't believe that Jesus is going to send people. You really don't believe. Don't you believe that God loves everybody? Don't you believe that He sends no? Don't you? Can I tell you? Yes, I believe that God loves everybody. Do I believe God gives everybody an opportunity? Yes. Do I believe that people have choice? Yes. And you choose today, life or death. You choose it. 
Well, Brother Wayne, do you believe that God selects this one and not this one? I can't, I, listen, we could talk about dispensation for a long time, but right now we are living in what we call a dispensation of grace that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord and sings Amazing Grace and gets a handshake from the preacher and their names, no, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, the same shall be saved. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Find a preacher that will preach truth. Find a preacher that says, thus saith the word of God. One man, one woman, one marriage. Find a preacher that will tell the truth and say you can't live like hell and expect heaven. You can't have two natures operating it. Well, this church ain't for me. It's all right. I've watched people get up in the middle of messages, get out, stomp out, and everything else. Can I tell you, you can run from me, but you can't run from God. I Listen, I've got to tell you right now, I will not, I will not, Alvin, I will not lullaby you to sleep on my watch. It's time for you to wake up and get out of hell. He acts like he knows what he's talking about, Jody. He does know what he's talking about. He knows what it's like to backslide on God, to be part of praise teams and this and that and everything else and put everything in front of God only to see that God wouldn't have it. How you say, man, that boy's face. He looks like he's fell flat. Can I tell you, the greatest thing that ever happened to me was falling flat on my face before God and falling back to the dirt that I was in the dust that I was created from and letting God raise me back up and look more like Him than I. you got to choose today, church. America is at a crossroads. Strive to enter at the straight gate. Well, you're okay. I'm okay. Can I tell you, that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. Contend. Endeavor. I like this. I like this. It goes back to the original Greek. To endeavor to accomplish. I don't preach today just to preach. How many of y'all work? Do you work for nothing? Where's he going with this? I endeavor to accomplish. I preach the word of God to see people come to a holy God. I preach not to accomplish it in myself, but I believe wholeheartedly, Hannah, that when this word goes out, it will not return void. It will accomplish that that it was sent forth to do. It will save the lost, the most lost of the lost, the darkest souls and sinners. Our God is able to bring you out of the addiction and into the intimacy, into the presence of God. He'll take you out of the outer court of church. Bring you to a place where you start serving and listen. That can I tell you? I love, I love giving out gas. I love all that stuff given. But can I tell you, none of it is like the most holy place when it's just me and him. Some of you right now, you're distracted. Pay attention. Pay attention. Quit worrying about what somebody else is doing. That's why we're at the place we are right now.
Focus. 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 We're on a path to destruction. And if America doesn't wake up, million-dollar suits and million-dollar planes can't carry the gospel. It's not the suit that saves anybody. It's the passion in the heart of the man, woman, or child that brings forth the gospel. You can use a private plane to get the gospel, excuse me, to get a preacher anywhere, but that don't mean the power of the gospel is going with him. You keep your plane. I'll keep my passion. America's got a problem. It's a money problem. It's a money problem. You say, well, that's new. No, the church has a problem. It's a money problem. It's a money problem. What are you talking? That's not new. The first 12 disciples, why did Jesus pick Judas if he knew he was going to fail him? Judas had a problem. He had a problem with money. The church today has got a problem with money. Money has become their God. Can I tell you something? If God said he would do it, if God said I'll pay for it, let him sign the check. The problem today is this. Is that we put our confidence in men and we don't put it in God. When we put it in God, things begin to change. You got to strive to enter. See right here, I think y'all can see this out here too. This way is broader than the other way. We want to take the road that is more traveled. Young people, listen to me. Well, everybody else is having sex before they're 16. Hold on a minute. Brother Wayne, do you realize we've got kids here? Yes, and that's why I'm preaching what I'm preaching. If you won't do it, I will. If you don't, listen, if you don't want to hear the truth, don't bring them. Well, they've never heard the word sex. I, oh, let, me, let me guarantee you they have. And if you won't tell them, the little fifth or sixth grader that, by the way, sex is not a dirty word. God ordained it in his word. He said that a man, he said a man would leave his mother and his father and he would cleave unto his wife. They would be one flesh. Can I get a witness in this house? Can I tell you, listen, the world has made something dirty that God ordained to be clean. Young person, can I tell you something? Don't look for somebody that you lust after. Look for somebody that loves you like Jesus loves you and gave himself for you. Come on, somebody! We're headed down the path of destruction. I want what I want. Come on, I'll tell you, I will, I will grant you the truth right here. God will give you what you want just so you can see it's not what you need. Give me more. The world. Isaiah, and you tell them about preaching the gospel, are preaching it hot and heavy. Isaiah, even before chapter 6, he said, Hell hath enlarged itself. Hell has to be enlarged now. That when the Word of God, when He says, Depart from me, I never knew you. They knock on the door. Stay with me, please. Jesus! It's me. I know who you are. No, it's me, brother preacher. It's me, sister sing a lot. It's me, uncle do Sunday school. 
I know who you are. But depart from me. You never knew me. Well, wait a minute. I've seen demons cast out of people. You've seen them cast out of others when it should have been cast out of you. You preach one thing on Sunday and you live something else. You sing Amazing Grace on Sunday. And all your friends are in low places the rest of the week. God ain't going to have it. He ain't going to have it Why he's holy. And if we call ourselves Christians, he said, be holy for I'm holy. That means I better walk right. I better. No, what it means is this, is that if you fall, get back up, strive to enter into the gate that is straight and say, I'm not going to quit because there's a call on my life. I'm not going to stop. No devil in hell and no demon squadron of any kind can stop the God that is in me. I am full of passion. I am full of purpose. And I am full of the Holy Ghost of God. When you get to that place in your life, you'll strive. I don't guess I'm going to go to church this Sunday. Why? Somebody got a sniffling nose. I don't guess I'm going to go to church. Why? Well, the boat's filled up. I don't guess I'm going to go to church. Here's the issue we're having today. You can come back. You just won't come back. Let me move on. Strive to enter. What are we getting on? Turn to somebody and say, you got to get on the right road. I got your answer. you got to get on the right road. The Word of God says, and turn to somebody and say, there's a highway. There's a highway. When everybody else is taking the low road, you're going to take the highway. Why? He's high and lifted up. They tried to preach him off of the cross and tried to tell him to come down so he could be like them. Can I tell you, he didn't come down not because he couldn't. He didn't come down. Oh, can I tell you, the reason he didn't was because of me. We forget, man, when we say, boy, he just seems so meek. Can I tell you, meek is not when you could have called 12 legions of angels. You could have stopped the whole show. You could have snapped necks, broke this, broke that. You could have done it all. But guess what? He didn't because that's power. That's power with purpose. I could, but I won't. Strive. This point. The highway. The Word of God says in Proverbs 6, 17, the highway of the upright. There is a highway of the upright. That when all the world wants to tell you that you are a Neanderthal, that you come from a monkey and everything else, can I tell you, God made you upright. You didn't evolve from a monkey, a mouse, or anything else. God made you in His image. Can I tell you there's King Jesus and not King Kong? God made you upright. God made you exactly like Him. That's the reason that hell hates you. And that's the reason that hell hates when you praise Him. Can I tell you something? Hell hates the fact, Satan hates the fact because he got booted out of the praise choir in heaven leading it. And listen, you took His place. So every time when you're thinking, I guess I'll just... Entertain me. I don't sing because I can, because I really can't. I don't clap because I can. I don't shout just because I can. I don't get happy and dance just because I can. I shout, I dance, I sing, I praise because of the one that made me and the one that made you. 
God made us to praise him. Well, I wish they quit singing that 7-Eleven song. Same seven verses 11 times. Just like 7-Eleven. Can I tell you something? If you get on the if you get in on the first round, you may get taken when he Wish they do this song and that song. Whether they do this song or that song, they don't create my praise and neither are they going to take my praise. I can praise him. The highway of the upright. Upright. There is a way, church, according to Proverbs 16, 25, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Well, this seems like the right thing to do. This seems like the right. Well, listen, you know what? This seems like the right thing to do. I can't pay for the electric bill, and I can't make my house payment, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you move it. That seems right. Right, Brother Wayne? God wouldn't want our electric to be turned off. Is that right, Brother Wayne, that it's easier for two to live than one? Maybe so, but can I tell you what is wrong is wrong. I said get on the right path. You're wanting God to fix something that is your mess instead of getting in line. Can I tell you, get to the spout where the glory comes out and watch what happens. He preaches on that every week. I don't. It's just the last time you heard it, it's still with you. There's a highway for the upright. There's a highway. Start today doing what is right. You're like right now, Brother Wayne must see me on Facebook. No, I'm living this way or that way. I don't, listen, I don't know what you're doing. Who told him what I'm doing? I, you don't need to tell me anything. That's the Holy Ghost talking to you, not me. If you're living wrong, get right. Why? Because he's coming back. I told you this was personal too and national. I'll get there. The Word of God says in Isaiah 35, 8, and a highway shall be there. There's a highway there, and it's a way, and it should be called the way of holiness. Should be called, and it is the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but for those from wayfaring men, thou fools, you shall not err therein. Brother Wayne, could you get out of the Old Testament and get to the New Testament? Can I tell you, everything in the New Testament is based on the Old Testament. Everything on the Old Testament, look forward to the New Testament. Well, Brother Wayne, you keep talking about this highway and a holiness and all this uncleanness and everything else. Can I tell you something? There was not one ounce spick anything speck or anything else of unholiness in God in Jesus Christ his son when he said I am the way the truth and the life and no man comes unto me can I tell you that highway that he's talking about in the Old Testament is Jesus the way in the New Testament it may seem right to you but it's not right to God I like getting new shirts sweaty He said, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools, and you shall not err, err in. Go through, go through the gates, prepare the way of the people, cast up, cast up the highway, gather out the stones, lift up a stand for the people. Isaiah 43, the word of God says, you're familiar with this one because it talks about it in the New Testament. The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord, make straight that path in the desert. That's the very word that John the Baptist came preaching and speaking before Jesus fully came on the scene. Jesus is getting ready to come back on the scene. What do you think that we should be preaching? Prepare yourself. Well, I'm going I'm to put back this. I'm going I'm to build this bunker. And can I tell you something? You can save yourself from men, and you can hide yourself from men, but you can't save yourself from God. 
And you can't hide yourself from God. Let me go on. The voice of Him. The voice of Him. I'm really careful. I don't let very many voices speak into my life. We've been hearing this consistently, Stephen, now for for several weeks from myself or somebody else. I don't let everybody, I don't give everybody the right to speak into my life. Amy, first and foremost, other than the Lord, has the right to speak into my life. Why? Because we're one. She knows when I'm hurting. She knows when I'm missing. She knows when something's wrong. Don't let everybody give everybody the right to speak into your life. Why? Because you wonder why you're in such a mess. It's because of all those voices. It amazes me. I've said this lately, and somebody sent me a text from, I think it was Bob Rogers. I love him. Appreciate his heart. Somebody sent me a, I said it was a text. It was a, <clears throat> I think it was a prayer that he had Friday. Whatever the, what is that called, Amy? Like a, just sent me that text. It came in a text message. It was like a video. I didn't open it. Amy said, have you opened that? I said, no, I haven't. She said, well, it was saying this, this, and this. I said, wait till you hear the message tomorrow. Why is that? I want God more than any other voice that I have in my life. I want to hear from God. You know what he does with me, Dale? He tells me things like this. Don't plant yourself so deep you'll never come up. That's what the Holy Ghost, Larry, says stuff like that to me. Don't plant yourself so deep in theology that you never come up and there's never a harvest. Don't dig your well so deep that nobody else can draw from you. It's the same thought. So many people are planted so deep in the Word that the Word never grows up in them. It never comes out. Can I tell you, you can have 55 different reasons why this piece and that piece of Scripture, but until it's, listen, it's one thing to study the Word, start living the Word, start speaking the Word, and you'll see lives change around you. Hell don't care about your credentials. And most people around you don't either. Hell cares whether or not you are his and he is yours. That's when hell starts paying attention. Now, turn to somebody and say, point number two. Point number two, Eric. Turn to somebody and say, how did we get here? I got the answer. One wrong turn. Listen to me right now, young people. One wrong turn. That's all it takes. One wrong turn. Does anybody know what I'm talking about yet? We talk about this. We talk about people taking a turn for the worse. And many times that's about sickness, but there's a sin sickness. One wrong turn. I've said this before. It's probably wrote down in somebody's notes somewhere. One wrong hookup will become your hang-up. Well, I just want to be this. I just Can I tell you one wrong hookup? Young people, let me tell you something. If they are not born again, don't be unequally yoked, even with your friends, in a sense. Listen. Pastor, wait a minute now. Hold on now. You're getting too far now. Shouldn't they be the light? Yes, but can I tell you something, parents? You better supervise. One wrong turn. 
Let me tell you the power. How many of you are thankful for Holy Ghost? If you're thankful for Holy Ghost, just shout hallelujah. Do you know what the Holy Ghost is? He's awesome. He's not an it. Remember, we done dealt with that. He's a he. And this is what's really cool, Billy. I love this part because this week I say, man, Holy Spirit, you are so awesome. You lead me and guide me. And, boy, I don't know about y'all, but I need direction. And, you know, like when I'm going somewhere, Kim, if I'm going somewhere, I'll hit that little deal on my phone, I'll get direction, and I'll type it in. And it'll, like, get you the direction, and you say, go. And, like, I go, and you all have done, like, like, going to Florida or something. Most of you probably already have that. And, by the way, for those people that are in Florida today watching, we wish you were here, but we kind of wish we were there with you, too. But, anyway, anyway. So what you do is this. Remember how, how it works, whether it's Siri on your phone or ever how that it is. Remember to tell you, take a right, do this, do that, and everything else. I always want to be the voice in there to y'all. So in that you think, and do you know that like sometimes you got to stop off to get lunch or you, you, get, you get gas, and what happens? Your phone like starts, Siri start wigging out. Don't you start wigging out. Amy says, my goodness, could you tell her to shut up? I said, honey, it's my phone. She said, could you shut that off? But here's what happens. You'll take the turn off and you'll go up there together. And it'll say, recalculating, 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 recalculating. That whole time, recalculating. And what does it do? The first opportunity it shows you to turn around. Do you understand? The Holy Spirit says, recalculating, recalc- you're off course. You're off the path. You're choosing the wrong route. Recalculating. It doesn't say, uh-uh. It, uh-uh. It, make a U. Mm, turn to somebody and say, you need to make a U-turn. No, not a she-turn, not a he-turn. A U-turn. Turn to somebody and say, he's talking to you. He says, at the next light, make a U-turn and come back. And what does it do? It gets you back on track. That's the Holy Ghost. How did you get in such a mess? I don't know about you all, but see, I've really made some stupid mistakes before in life. And I can use driving the same way. I'll get off track. And I'll tell Amy, I've had the kids in the car with me trying to get to Florida and this and that. And I'll say, hey, I think we can go this way. We should end up at the same place. But you know where we end up? Lost. Now, daddies, y'all just need to chill and just do something. Put that little smile. Like, oh, yeah, man. But what happens is that in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'm headed north. I'm kind of headed in the right direction. But can I tell you what I found out is that one wrong turn will lead me to another wrong turn, will lead me to another wrong turn, and then end up on a dirt road away from anybody or anything. How did we get here? One wrong turn, one Sunday, when you should have been in church. Worshiping God. And somebody said, let's do this. They offered you the boat, but you didn't know they had the booze. Oh, yeah, he's going to preach it. They ask you out on a date. Can I tell you something? He's got something else on his mind. One wrong turn.
I'm giving you the truth. What you do with it is up to you. Some people will tell you, turn left, turn right. Now, you need to help me here. Turn to somebody and say, who's giving you directions? This is one thing that I found in my own life is that if, if you've ever been into a town and maybe you got out like at that grocery or, or at that, like if you stopped in to get a bite to eat, Amy, we've done this before, and there'll be somebody else that'll pull in and say, hey, do you know how I'm supposed to get here? And here's what I say, I don't live around here. Can you imagine me not knowing where I was at trying to give somebody else directions on how to get somewhere? That's what's happening in life. You've got people in your life that don't know where they're at and what they're doing, and they're trying to give you directions on how to live life. You need to get those people out of your life, get Jesus into your life, and start declaring, I'm going to commit my works unto the Lord. One of the issues today that you're so lost is because of the people around you that you're taking directions from. The Word of God says, in all thy ways acknowledge Him, not her, not, not Him. And He will direct your path. Well, I'll tell you what I did that time. I did this, I did that. You know, and if, can I, Listen, follow him. Get you some good, godly people in your life that love Jesus more than they love your feelings. People that love you enough to tell you the truth and tell you, you're rotten. You're rotten. Why am I such a mess? Wrong turn. Turn to somebody and say, I'm your last wrong turn. I'm going to put you on the path. Pastor, why is this happening? You took the wrong turn. So what do I tell them? Just stay right there. It's over. It's finished. No. Come here, Stephen. Come here. Come up here, you big rascal. Here's what I do with people. I want to be a big example. I grab them by the scruff of the neck, kick them in the pants. And I say, get back on track. You're not going to stay there. You're coming back in Jesus' name. It's time for you to start living for him. I don't just say, well, bless your heart. Stay right there. Love you. If you fall, get up. Get up. You ever had to clean somebody up after they vomited all over their self? Not because they were sick from a virus? How'd we end up here? Because of the alcohol, because of the spirit that's leading you. How'd you end up there? How? Because of another spirit leading you. Somebody else took you home. You don't even know how you got there. God forbid. I'm telling you, you better choose today who you're going to serve. He said, you always use it doesn't matter, alcohol. What, what, it doesn't matter. I just, listen, whatever that it is. These are outward things, but the problem is not the outward. It's the inward issue that you're dealing with. There's a root cause. And you've got to get to the root of it. I'm on point number two, and I got 18. I'm just kidding. Sit there. I'm almost done. How did we get there? One, somebody say one wrong turn. How many of you know this in life that one wrong turn cost you? One wrong turn. Cost me my marriage nearly. 
Hell said, I got you now, old boy. Hell said, we got him. Jesus said, I'm going to keep him. You may think you got him, but that's my boy. And he's fixing to get back up. I'll rebuild him. I'll do what I need to do in him. For those of you that right now know exactly, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? When you get back up, can I tell you something? God will do things in you you could have never imagined. How many of y'all ever been through some stuff? How many of y'all ever been through some stuff? How many of y'all ever thought, I ain't even going to make it out of here? I ain't even going to make it out. Turn around to somebody and say, but I did. Look at me. I'm right here. I'm right here. I made it. And the God in me done seen me through it. One wrong turn. Hear me. I pray to God right now that that stays with you. That one wrong turn and decision will not just impact you. Your problem has become somebody else's issue. How can we get back? Holy Spirit. Recalculating. Get back on track. Point number three. Turn to somebody and say, who's behind this? Who's behind this? Now I'm going to preach something right now that we're living in right now. I don't have the answers today and I, I, because I found out that when I preach what I think, I need to be careful not to preach what I think. When I preach what I know, it changes people's lives. There's a few things that I think I don't have the understand or the, the full uh, grasping of some things. I, I don't understand some things. Eric, when I say who is behind this, right now we're dealing with an epidemic that, or a pandemic and all these things. We're dealing with this real stuff. You know, I'm not going to deny that. And you're like me. Well, where did this come from? Did this come from that? Did this come from that? And, you know, we wait on the who, which is the world health organization we wait on them to tell us this that and everything else only to hear stuff that hey they're funneled by this stay with me please don't fall asleep because we're wondering who it is and what it is where's all this coming from well I can tell you this I don't want to be led by anybody that is not full of the Holy Ghost of God now, when you look at the symbol, and this is going to mess you up a little bit, but you heard me preach this all the way back in March. When you look at the symbol for the World Health Organization, they won't let them let you put that up on the screen. It's a trademark. It's this or that and all these things. But when you look at that, there's the rod there with the snake around it, which represents part of the Hippocratic Oath and those things such as that. But when you look around it, there's a wreath around it. Why a wreath? Do you remember what I preached before? That, listen, hold fast to your crown. The word crown in the Greek is Stephanos. The word crown in in Latin is the word corona, that when you look at that, and when you look at that right now, why the wreath around their symbol, I don't know. I can't tell you why are we dealing with the coronavirus. I can't tell you fully. I don't know the exact thing. Why that when they minted, Hannah, the new quarter this year, that when they minted that, I don't know if any of y'all have seen that, but why the new quarter? Is it George Washington on the front, right? George Washington's on the front, but guess what's on the bat? back? A bat. There's a bat on the back of that quarter. Why is that? I don't know. Why a bat? Why not a chipmunk? Why not a rabbit? But a bat. 
Well, what is this thing? This is a bat virus. This is this. This is that. Can I tell you, this has escaped here. We can blame it on this and we can blame it on that. But can I tell you something? Regardless of who is behind it, you have the power today to live for Jesus Christ. Who's behind it? So when we look at that, knowing that in the time that we're living in, dangerous times shall come. Is this anything that we did not expect? When you and I prayed for revival, when we prayed for Jesus come quickly, when we prayed that, did we not think that there was not going to be things like we're dealing with right now? What is God doing? He that shall endure to the end shall be saved. What am I talking about? I'm talking about strive to enter in at the straight gate. Raise a champion that won't quit. These steps, wherever they've been before, they were back there. Cindy, Eric, when y'all first came, they were over here. I still remember the day I could take you right over real close to the spot to where you were. And Amy was praying in behind you. And you thought Amy knew every bit of your life. And she knew none of your life. And she's praying the Holy Ghost and praying it down. And the Holy Spirit starts hitting you. You start quaking and everything else. You get home. You say, well, who did you tell? Why did you tell him this or that? He said, I've told nobody. Can I tell you something? The Holy Ghost knows you better than I do. Amy does or Eric does. Can I get a witness in this house? The Holy Spirit knows what you need. You need that kind of miracle working God in your life that tells you you got to straighten up from the inside out. That's the Holy Ghost power that I'm talking about. That's signs and miracles and wonders. Why? <clears throat> this, almost the wrong purpose. So we look at this and we're watching unrest. Not one thing wrong with protest. It's the United States of America. But a land without law is a land full of chaos and confusion. Now, let me help you. We can talk about a land, but I'll say this. A life, write it down, a life without the law is a life full of chaos and confusion. Wait a minute, Brother Wayne. You've just been preaching that we're not under the law. Can I tell you to know to do right and not to do it is sin. How do you know that murder is wrong if God did not instill that within you? Man didn't just come up with that. God forbid as we look and once again we see the life of, of George Floyd. And all of us, almost 100%, we all say, what in the world? So people are moving. And I'm for it. For the right reasons. I believe in life. 100% I believe in life. Let me help you there with this. The enemy wants to divide you any way that he can. He wants to divide the rich from the poor. He wants to divide black, white, anything that he can because he knows that a house divided cannot stand. Listen to me. Write this down. This is not a skin problem. This is a sin problem. What am I talking about? 
The Word of God says that can a leopard change its spots? Can the Ethiopian change the color of his skin? The answer to that is no. And for those of you today, here's, here's what I want you to do. I, I want you really to begin to think about this because, you know, in your life, you know, what we do, we say, well, we're not racist, we're not this, we're not that, and we're not this. And so what happens? Who's behind this? Somebody puts the rocks in place for you to throw. You've seen images. On TV of how, and different things, how rocks are staged at different places. Putting a rock through the window doesn't help nobody or nothing. Are you mad? Are you upset? Absolutely. And should you be? Yes. I'm outraged the same way. That shouldn't have happened. Was it blue on black? Was it white on white? Was it black on black? Was it this? No. It was evil multiplied. That's what it was. It was evil multiplied. It's the spirit of the Antichrist working in these last days. For those of you that still have an issue with skin, Numbers 12. Miriam and Aaron come before Moses and say, We've got a problem with the Cushite. We've got a problem with your wife. The same time they begin to speak. Amongst themselves. And say, why can God only speak through Moses? Then the word says, it's in Numbers 12. Then the word of God says that the Lord heard it. The Lord's hearing what you're saying. Let me help you with something. Well, I'm not a racist. Then why is it still we and them? Oh, I know it's going to get quiet. Why is it still we and them? Why is it black and white? Can I tell you what the Lord did to Miriam? He put leprosy on her. He said, now let's see who's white. Read it. And not just him. Or not just her, but even the high priest. Well, I don't have a problem with color. You sure about that? <laughs> Brother Wayne, just drop it. Just drop it. No, I'm not going to drop it. Because can I tell you one of the issues, the reason that we're not healing in this nation is because we just drop it. Jake, would you come here and help me, please? What happens to us is this. It's the same way when you get in a fight. Just drop it. You need to hear me. Come on. One of those said there'd be a highway there, cast you up the highway, and it says, gather up the stones. The problem today is this, is that people are loading places full of these rocks for you to throw and to do that. The rocks will always be there. Whether or not you choose to pick them up is your I'm tired of fighting. Could we just drop it? And then the next time you get in the fight, you know what you do? You come right back to the same place you dropped it, and you say, I remember what you did, and you pick it back up. 
And you go right back. Well, I remember what you, you go right back. Aren't you thankful that when you try to do that with God and he, you've already been forgiven, that he says, I don't even remember what you've done. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's like there's some kind of heavenly amnesia or Alzheimer's deal going on. It's like, I don't even understand what you, I've done cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. So listen to me right now. Don't drop it. Follow me, please. The same Jesus that saved you is there with you. So instead of dropping it, turn to somebody and say, I'm putting this in his hands. Because dropping it ain't done nobody no good. You're going to fight again until you put it in his hands. There'll be another riot. There'll be another everything else until you put it in his hands. I wish he'd hurry up. I'm ready to go. Well, go ahead if you need to go. I love you, man, but I'm telling you right now. If everybody leaves and I have to preach to the one that needs it, then I'm going to keep on preaching. Can I get a witness in this house? Do you understand what I'm talking about? I love you, but I'm being real with you right now. You won't change. Your marriage is a mess. Your life's a mess. And you're wondering if you'd watch what I'm talking about. Just drop it. No, put it in his hands. What are we doing? So we put a rock through a storefront. It didn't start at the storefront. It started at the home front. The home is wrong. Raise up a child in the way they should go. Bring them up in the nurture and admonition, not the nagging and the aggravation. I can't believe my daughter is nagging like that. I wonder where she got it. You need to tell me to let that go. You got it. Let that go. I've got it. I don't want to let that go. That rock gives me power. Jesus. I'm sorry. Oh, wretched man that I am. I look like I've got it going on around to everybody else. But inside, I'm a jealous man. I'm a prejudiced man. I'm but you said you'd take that, is that right? Yes. Don't drop it. Just give it to him. Some of you in your marriage right now, you're thinking that sounds way too familiar. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I got a bunch more I got to deal with, too. I'm almost done. Where's this coming from? It's the spirit of the Antichrist. 
Truly the spirit of the Antichrist. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, by our gathering together unto him, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 1. And verse 2 says, neither, don't let yourself be shaken in mind. Stay with me. Soon shaken in mind or be troubled. 2,000 years ago this is written, neither by spirit nor by word nor is by letter from us, for as the day of Christ is at hand. The word of God says, Alvin, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a coming, or there shall be a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. What is that? The son of lawlessness. That when people look at that, if you're looking at, and I'll just do this really quick, in Matthew 24, you can go down a checklist. Earthquakes, yes. Pestilence, yes. Famines, yes. All these things, yes, yes, yes. False Christ, people coming in his name, yes. False prophets, yes. All these things, yes. Love of many, waxing cold, yes. What is there left to do? We've got to preach the gospel to the whole world. Can you tell me how that we have ever had an opportunity through the Internet and other ways that we could preach the gospel to the whole world? But the son of lawlessness. So now we got this bright idea, America. Let's get rid of the cops. This ain't going to sit well with nobody. The cops are not the problem. The drugs are not the problem. Evil is the problem. Can I get an amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? We're in a real blame game right now. She doesn't treat me right. He treats me wrong. They're not the problem. You're the problem. He didn't. Yes, I did. Please stay with me. Until you own it, you will not change. You will not change. Almost done. So we want justice. Amen. Hey, how many of you believe we need justice? Come on, let's give the Lord some praise right here. We need justice in America. But without the law, how can there be justice? For those of you the deeper thinkers, you're already running with this. So without the law, how can there be justice? Well, the reason I need to tell you this. Without God, how can there be law? We want justice. Let me tell you something that's powerful. Billy, I love this. And by the way, I appreciate your service and all those others that have been part of the military and also that you're first responders in any aspect. You're there to protect and serve all those things. And we need to pray for a hedge of protection in this nation right now for those that are truly in harm's way. I'm talking about people on the streets, all these things, every bit of it. This is an evil problem. This is not a people. Listen, we do not wrestle against. Do you understand? If there's no law, there's no God in this land. Where did I start, Kenny? We've forgotten God. Almost done, I promise. So what do we need? I don't think that we need another rock through a storefront. I I said this, I told Amy last week. I said, why do we kill the cow when we still need milk? You know, why do we do that? I need to give you this line that, that, that I feel like was straight from him. Deplorable, man. It was so tough. And we've seen that bit happen. And I thought, boy, everybody's like, throw the book at him. 
And boy, no quicker because we're like, throw the book at him, do this, do that. And you know what? Can I tell you something that I believe wholeheartedly? That if somebody had put the book in him, we wouldn't be throwing the book at him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because if you understand that if you hide the word in your heart, you won't sin against God. Point number four, would you put it up, please, as I close? Praise team, you can come on up. What I was telling you was a powerful scene is when I see little kids praying with peace officers or police officers, and I see police officers praying with protesters, and I see people being one. Hell hates unity at any level. You're like, Brother Wayne, this is horrible. All these things, yes, but can I tell you, I believe that God's work. Hey, Asher Meany was talking about this scripture earlier this week. Somebody say, all things work together for the good. Sometimes that's hard to see, but guess what? Is that for everybody? No. All things work together for the good for those who love the Lord and are called what? According to His purpose. I got so much stuff that I ain't going to get to. So today I'm going to leave you with this. When does the watch become the warning? I, I want to find that. I want to find this out because you know you you hear this. You see it go across. What's that called? It goes across the whatever it is. It goes across the bottom of the screen, Eric. Whatever that is, it goes across. It scrolls across there and it tells you severe thunderstorm. Watch for this one and that one. And then, so then they'll come on and sometimes they'll tell you. I want to tell you the difference between a watch and a warning, according to what I found. The difference between a tornado watch and a tornado warning means the difference between taking action and taking precaution. Pastor Wayne, is, it, is everything getting ready to wrap up? Yep, sure looks like it. Brother Wayne, would you have said that a year ago? Yep, probably so. Brother Wayne, would you have said that 24 years ago when you started? Yep, probably would have. Probably would have, Lord. Probably would have said the same thing. What are you saying? I'm telling you right now that the conditions are right for Jesus to come back. The Word of God says watch. Watch. And the problem today, one of the problems today is this. We got pastors that are sleeping on their watch. Wake up. We got prophets that are seeking their own gain and are afraid to tell the truth because they're afraid. Now, listen, if I preach that, we know that their son, if I preach that, then you know what? Here's the thing. Then you know what? The money will leave. Can I tell you something? Let the wallet leave, but let the presence of God stay. Listen, you and I don't. Almost there. So, what is the difference? It's the difference between taking precaution and taking action. Well, there's a storm coming. It's a lot different, Jody, than we say there's a tornado on the ground. Is it heading my direction? It is if you're living like hell. Everything that you know is getting ready to get spun up. What's it mean? That when there's a sign of imminent danger, it says take shelter. Today, what's your shelter? What do you, what do you take refuge in? 
A watch means that those conditions are favorable for a tornado to occur. That warning means that one's been spotted. That warning says, take cover. Why are so many people today in a storm? Because they're outside of the covering. It's a little bit deeper than I got time to. I'm closing. This is a warning. This is a warning. I'll end with this. Luke chapter 13. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her brood. But you would not. How often I've told you to come, but you would not. I believe, folks, wholeheartedly, most assuredly, that this is your wake-up call. This is a warning. I got 55 more chances. You don't have another opportunity that you're guaranteed of other than today to get things right. A guy that I played football with, he played right across from me. I got the call yesterday that at 55 years old, he died of a heart attack. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. What more do you need? What other sign do you need? I'm done. Heavenly Father, we love you. Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have no power over the Holy Ghost or an Almighty God. Get your hands off of God's people right now. Get your hands off their mind. Holy Ghost, call them to arise in Jesus' name and to strive to enter at the straight gate. God, for that one right now that doesn't know where they're going, choose it today. Choose it today. Choose life today. This is not a watch. This is a warning to somebody in this place. Take cover. Take cover. And that cover's in Him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus, as you stand to your feet. I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. Word's been preached. If you don't know where you're going, I'd come right now. Watch. I'm not going to hold it long. Watch. 
If you're lost, I want you to run to Jesus right now. Come to this altar and give your life to Him. Don't walk out here without a covering.